I am a little bit of a drama queen, but I definitely will be having a horrible day and then wash my hair, style it, and then think, okay, everything's actually all right. <laughs> and one of the best products I've tried recently is Waze New Hair Gloss. It takes five minutes. It's an easy addition to your routine. You do it in the shower. It's made with hyaluronic acid and rice water. Not only does the hair gloss give you immediate shine straight from the shower, it also helps treat damage and enhance color vibrancy, so your hair is looking and feeling healthier. It also helps prevent heat damage up to 450 degrees, which is very important to me. And then it's honestly just a bonus that my hair looks shinier and healthier. The hair gloss is only one of the amazing products that Way makes. They have an amazing leave-in conditioner, a great detox shampoo, some lovely fragrances, and a hair oil. So give your hair a glow up with Way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and use promo code Lexi, L-E-X-I-E, for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com with promo code Lexi. If you're looking for a way to unwind and a fun new beverage, let me tell you about Recess Mood. It's made with real fruit, no added sugar, and infused with functional ingredients so it's not just a sparkling water. It has mood-lifting magnesium and stress-balancing adaptogens so you can relax without the alcohol or the hangover. My favorite flavor is the strawberry rose. Raspberry lemon's also really great. It's nice for when you're chilling on the couch, unwinding at home, treating yourself for a night in. I also don't mind taking them in the car with me. I love a little car roadie. And you deserve a healthier way to unwind. So head to takearecess.com slash Lexi and get 15% off Recess Mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. Everybody, I'm Lexi Lombard, your host of the Alexi Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. If you listened to last week's episode, I had just come back from a weekend trip in Palm Springs and I had met a bunch of new people and some of them lived in Los Angeles, which has been great because I spent this week hanging out with some of them, just expanding my circle, which makes this place that I live in feel that much more like a home. I always want to encourage people to say yes. Saying yes is so natural to me. One of my favorite things in this life is to have a new experience, to meet a new person, to see someplace that I've never seen. I'll do anything for a new experience. It's truthfully what one of my favorite aspects of this life is. So I think one of my crosses to bear truthfully is learning to say no because I want to say yes to everything and then I'll overwhelm myself and then I'll let people down, which is something that I could absolutely avoid. I think you have to figure out which side you lean towards and then work on exploring the other side. So as a natural yes man... I want to encourage everybody to say yes, but as someone who's learning the power of no later in life, that's a new one for me. (laughs) Sorry, can't. No, don't want to. And not being embarrassed or shy to ask for what I want, because I'm always down to an opportunity that's presented to me more often than not. Huh, I think this is going to be more of a therapized episode as opposed to storytelling, because I think I'm figuring this out in real time. But something that I have trouble with is I'll be embarrassed or shy to ask for what I want. I've just been a lucky person that is asked to go, come on this trip with me, be my plus one to this show. Why don't we go on this trip together? I have this brand that wants to work with you. There's a marathon coming up. Do you want to join? My friend and I are going climbing. Why don't you come with us? And I'm always saying yes. And because I'm constantly being invited to things, I think I've developed a fear to invite people. So I'm like, oh God, what if they say no or they don't like it? And then I'm what, embarrassed? It's just a muscle that I haven't exercised very much. And I'm seeing this 
in the forms of asking for additional budget from a brand. For example, there's a brand that really wants me to take content for my social media on location. So it would involve a trip to a particular climate for me to wear these clothes that make sense in in the environment because Los Angeles is not the environment that you would wear these clothes. So I have my typical rate that I would charge for photos just to exist on my platform. And I have shyness to ask for additional budget to cover the trip costs because that would eat into the cost of my rate, which is fine, but it would be more of an, it would be expensive. I'm like, the worst they can say is no. And then I can decide if I'd want to do it anyway. And if I was giving anyone else advice, I would say that, which is the same advice that I would give anyone else, which is that the answer is no, if you never ask. So if you ask and the answer is no, that's the same as you never asking and you've lost nothing. There really is only things to gain. In the same vein, my cousin and I are figuring out what we're going to do for Christmas and I would love her to come to Los Angeles. I would love to have my car and to be able to take us around. We could do a trip in California and she was suggesting other places and I was too nervous to say that I don't want to do those. I was too nervous to say that I want us to spend it in California and we just, I mean, this is something that's so up at the moment. We're talking about this as I speak where I will be around the bush a little bit. So she's giving out options of places that we could go and I'm not saying California. I'm saying it'd be fun, but I'm also saying that other places could be fun as well. And it took her asking, are you trying to stay local for me to say, I'd love to. And she's like, okay, so you really don't want to go out of state? And I said, yes, I would prefer California. And then she said, I thought you wanted to travel. And I was like, I will, but it's not my preference. And how would she ever know that had I not communicated that? Similarly in relationships or dating, there, I just learned this lesson so recently. I'm 27 and I am just learning this lesson. There was a guy that I was going out with this summer and typically I'm guilty a bit of just falling into what the other person wants. Not because I don't know what I want, but because I'm what? not confident enough to stand up for it I'm, I'm not sure sometimes I do think I don't know what I want but other times I do know what I want and I know for a fact that I'm not sharing it so it is a case-by-case basis but with this person over the summer I very quickly and confidently shared what I want because I was in a place of I'm not really looking for anything other than what I want and I would rather be alone than compromising which is a beautiful thing about relationships where if it's not working The worst thing that can happen is you're by yourself and once you learn how to be with yourself, self-regulate, self-validate, enjoy your own company, you're golden. And it makes leaving or never entering certain relationships significantly easier because it's a far worse case scenario to be in a relationship with someone that isn't a good fit for you than be by yourself. And that's one of the biggest lessons that being single taught me. I'm very much in a devil's advocate internal dialogue right now because as soon as I say this I also want to say but part of being single one of the harder occurrences that's developed is that I've been single for so long that I'm so settled in my routine I'm like my standard not my standards have raised because my standards have always been high but my flexibility maybe has wavered because if it doesn't fit oops sorry I'm not interested but there should be a little bit of compromise in relationships there's a healthy amount that should happen Anyway, I'm learning. That's the short of it, is that I'm learning to say no and I'm learning to speak up for myself. And this all comes in waves because I've definitely been in seasons of my life where this isn't something 
that feels like an onset lesson whereas other times I think when new opportunities have been presented or new situations occur then you realize what lesson hasn't fully been learned and it's time for you to learn it again or maybe learn it in a new way and that's where I'm at similarly my thoughts racing so many my brain won't shut up sometimes it does sometimes I can really exist in peace and bliss and what I'm saying is exactly what's happening and I think it's so important to learn that skill as well to when you're in a conversation with someone when they're speaking the only thing going on in your head is processing the words they're saying it's listening and when you are speaking same thing the only thing you're thinking about are the things that you're saying and I'm pretty great at that it's more when I'm alone that all of a sudden you know it's 9 30 in the morning but I'm already thinking about what's happening at 1 p.m it's 11 p.m. and I'm already thinking about the next morning and I've been doing this little trick last night and today of just reminding myself where my feet are to remind myself where I am and where I'm not okay you're thinking about tomorrow where are your feet in bed let's focus on being in bed this morning I'm thinking about this afternoon where are your feet they're in my front door you're walking out of the house right now why don't you just look around and see what's going on outside the house look across the street take a look at where you are Where are your feet right now? They're in the car? Let's focus on being in the car. Let's focus on driving on the road. We don't need to be thinking about multiple things at once. Let's think about one thing at a time. It's difficult. I had to do that, I don't know, 25 times on this drive here. Granted, it's a long drive, but 20? Come on. So many times I'm like, where are you right now? Obama Boulevard. Let's think about that. The trick's not foolproof, but it does slow the pace. So if my thoughts were racing before, they're running now. Maybe they're jogging. So give it a shot. Switching gears entirely. I'm really excited for back-end things happening with my career. So I'm self-employed and social media and this podcast are my job. And I have a management team. I don't know if I'm, I think I'm allowed to say this. I don't know why I wouldn't be allowed to say this. I think because people don't generally talk about this, that it's aiding for the hesitation. But my management team was just acquired by someone else. And we had a whole meeting about it last week. And I love who they were acquired by. I'm obsessed. And so now I have a couple meetings this week just discussing what this new development looks like and I'm meeting other members of the team, getting to learn which brands are associated with, which I adore. I mean, I think the possibilities have just expanded tenfold. I'm getting goose <laughs> I'm getting goosebumps on my legs thinking about it right now. It's really exciting. And they just brought on another employee that I adore. She's so hardworking, she's so quick, she's creative. I'm really a fan. And I love them. And I just think this is a really great step for everybody. I think it's a good step for their careers as a conglomerate, but also for me as someone on their roster. So that that provided me with a good bit of excitement last week, and it's continuing into this week, which I'm excited for. Oh, it feels good. Also, truth be told, it was a slow summer. I A few other people and I were talking about it and I just didn't know if it was me, if it was my management, if it was the economy, the recession, the industry, whatever. It was a slow summer over here like, uh, um, what y'all want? (laughs) Feels good. I love working and it's an added bonus to to be able to work with someone that you've dreamed of. You know what's also been fun? The new Instagram series, Pick My Fit. On Instagram Reels, every Friday at noon, I posted one. We had episode three go up last week. And I have someone come into my closet 
and pick out a fit for a certain occasion because I don't think you need new clothes. I think you need fresh eyes. And the outfits that these people have picked out so far have been so fun. And I'll wear them out where they recommend. I'll take photos. It's all in the videos. And I'm five episodes recorded right now, working on the sixth. And that has been so fun. I talked about that in the last episode. But if you haven't checked it out yet, it's something that's fun. I also just got to make content for a urinary health brand and a vaginal health brand, which is not like so chic, but very necessary. They don't know that I'm talking about this in the podcast, but the brand's called Eucora. And I think this is genius. They make an emergency UTI kit, which I think every girl should have in their bathroom, in their medicine cabinet, wherever you keep things. Just have this kit because it has test strips, infection control, and pain relief. So handy. Because what are you going to do with you think you have a UTI? It's too late to see a doctor. You have a busy schedule. Maybe you can't get an appointment, can't get in. So you're thinking to yourself, fuck, do I just go get cranberry pills? Do I have to start chugging juice? What am I supposed to do? Having this little kit, just test to see if you even have one in general. Peace of mind. So I made a reel for them and a couple stories. I think it's going to go up on TikTok as well. Once again, I think I can say that. I'm not sure why I wouldn't be allowed. Because this reel is probably going to go up before this episode goes up, if I had to guess. And if it's going up anyway, why wouldn't I be allowed to talk about it? I don't know, but there's hesitancy because I don't often hear about people talking about their brand deals behind the scenes. So the real series, I'm making a sponsored reel. Also, I went shopping immediately upon arriving back in Los Angeles after my trip last week. I was driving, where was I going? I feel like I had an errand to run. And I purposely took the wrong turn because I was listening to my subconscious that really wanted to go to Gift of Garb. Gift of Garb is a secondhand boutique in Los Feliz. They have amazing brands. They've got Jill Sander, Acne, Gucci, Susan Alexander, Ghani, whatever, all the chic things. And sometimes I'll consign my clothes there. And every time I'm waiting for them to choose the items and I see this adorable clutch from Miriam Nassar Zade, if I'm pronouncing that brand correctly, it's this mint green. And I also was in New York the week before, two weeks before, and I had purchased this other bag that I love. And I, you know when you know, I don't know how you guys are with shopping. I'm really not much of a consistent shopper. I'll think about it. Okay, actually, I think it's really interesting to think about your shopping habits because I'm not just buying everything that I want at any moment or if I think of it, I'll get it just because it's accessible. You know, like Amazon where, okay, I can, it's only $10, $20, $5, whatever it is. Just because I can have it doesn't mean I want it. But every time I'm at Gift of Garb, waiting on my clothes to consign, I see this clutch and then I don't know what clicked, but I was like, I just have to make sure it's still there because that belongs to me. I want that. So then I purchased it and then I already had the other bag that I bought in New York. So I decided to film a haul I'm like, why have I ever been so resistant to vertical video? I was so stubborn because I'm a medium to long format YouTube girly through and through. And I thought that I was, you know, something was wrong about a vertical video. I was, you know, old school. (laughs) I'm in that 2010 lifestyle. And now that the stubbornness has disappeared, I'm all in. I love Instagram reels right now. I think it's so fun. And I feel like the more I post reels, the more I'm meeting other new content creators on Instagram that are also posting reels, like they have series and things. And now that I have this Pick My Fit series, I'm like, look at me, I'm not just a YouTuber. I'm posting on here too. Because for a while, truthfully, my Instagram always just felt like an extension of if you know me from YouTube or you listen to my podcast, 
here's my Instagram. And it's a personal Instagram, but it's a public one. But to have content creation exist on Instagram as well feels like I'm, feels the same way I did when I first began YouTube. So posting a little haul, if I did a what's in my purse, having people on the channel or the page, whatever it's called, the account, there's something nice about it. I like it. I like it, which is good. But I'm still thinking about shopping habits. I'd have to sit and think about mine. But right off the bat, the things that I'm thinking about are I have a really good grip on my personal style. I've always enjoyed shopping alone. I don't need a second opinion. Uh, Truthfully, getting a second opinion stresses me out because it feels like a distraction from my relationship with my own personal style. Not that I never ask. Okay. If I'm putting together an outfit and I want an opinion, sure. But that's not shopping. That's more styling where I feel less confident. I feel most confident in my ability to pick pieces. I do feel like I have room to grow in terms of styling, so that I will ask for opinions. When I'm putting together an outfit, I will ask my friends, do we like the bag? Do we like the shoes? Do we like the hair? Things of that sort. But I don't have hesitation when it comes to knowing if an item is for me. And my shopping will go in waves normally. I'll go a good bit of time without purchasing anything. And then I'll purchase several things within the span of a day or two. So I was in New York and all within a few hours purchased a new bag, a couple new pairs of pants, a new leather jacket. And then I've sensed, oh, I really want this jacket. There's a brand or a store in Silver Lake called Mohawk. They have Mohawk and then Mohawk Men. And there's this denim jacket that I saw in the men's store. And I still am thinking about it. It's like $400. I'm like, it's a denim jacket. You can find a denim jacket for $80. You can probably find a good denim jacket for $40. You would probably thrift one for $15. But the fit worked for me. You can see it. I actually have a mirror pic of me in it as the cover photo for my purse haul. I'm wearing the, the little denim jacket in it. And I'm still thinking about it. And then Saturday, that was the mission. I feel in my heart of hearts that that jacket belongs to me and I'm going to end up buying it. But my two friends who are big shoppers, they both discouraged the purchase. They said, do not spend that much on a denim jacket. You can find denim jackets anywhere. So I put it to the test this Saturday. We went to the flea, booth to booth, looking for my specific desired denim jacket. Went inside the new store that they have at the Silver Lake Flea. Didn't find anything. My friend and I went as far as to go to the mall. I was like, maybe there's going to be a firsthand moment where I can go into a Gap, a Macy's, see if Calvin Klein's got something, if Levi's has got something, Zara maybe, even went into Cotton On, was going store to store and nothing. I've tried, or I'm trying, but I just kind of want the expensive one because it's really comfortable and it fits like a glove. Oh my God, should I go back to, I might do it today. To go back to the concept of shopping and purchasing though, if it's not a hell yes, don't get it. Do not get it. It's a waste. You should love every single item in your closet. Every pair of underwear you own should be your favorite. You should be happy to put on any of them. And I know that you're going to your underwear drawer and you have preferences. And ones that you're like, ugh, I do not feel like wearing that. Then don't have it. Get rid of it. I had a pair of socks that I was wearing that had a fat coffee stain on it. Oh my god, today I was driving and I was like, what? I didn't put on any makeup. What the hell is going on in my brows? Coffee beans. Coffee grounds were in my brows. Like, oh, it's that kind of morning, huh? One of my socks had a huge coffee stain on it, but I would continue to wear it because I'm like, you really can't see it when I'm wearing shoes. 
It's like, but your sock drawer is already overstuffed. You made a purchase of a 30 pack of socks a few months ago. It's okay if you get rid of this one. Or I'll keep socks with holes in the heels. I'm like, none of that. We're gonna, I'm outgrowing that. I don't wanna do that anymore. I wanna know my belongings. I wanna love my belongings and I wanna care for them. And if something happens to them, I wanna rightfully let them go. And if I outgrow them physically or emotionally, I want to be able to depart with them as well or part with them as well. What would be the correct way of saying that? I digress. I also went shopping around to different stores while on a walk. That's a fun thing about living in a city or living in a town when you can get a little fresh air, go on a little walk, get outside, and then also go shopping. It makes the walk so much more fun. That's why walking in New York is fun. You can just window shop, look around it. Fun little things. There's this gift shop called OK. There's, oh, we also went into this store that I've always thought was weird. I've always heard, like, it's not great, but I bought a crystal because I had been really interested for some reason in a piece of black tourmaline. And I pick up this thing not knowing what it is because I'm just looking around. It's a gift shop. There's candles, flowers, things of that sort. And I pick up this thing and I'm like, wait, I think this might be black tourmaline. And I look and I don't know. I don't know much about crystals. I don't really own crystals. This might be the biggest crystal I own. It's probably like the size of my palm. And something about it. I was like, let's get metaphysical for a second. I want it. This feels powerful to me. Purchase it. As soon as I'm walking back, crazy things start happening. Like within seconds. Coincidence or not, believe whatever you need to. I never regret going outside. It's probably one of my biggest mottos. You never regret going outside. Another motto, there's no such thing as bad weather, only bad clothes. I'm also trying to incorporate walks into my weeks now that the days are getting shorter and trying not to go to the rock climbing gym in the middle of the day because then I'm I'm losing out on precious daylight because the rock climbing gyms are inside and I need to be outside. I'll die. <laughs> it's dramatic, but it feels that way. I'm like, I'm going to die if I don't go outside today. I need to make sure that I get sunshine, some breeze. And I live in California, so I'm the most spoiled of all. Think of the people in Michigan right now. Think of the people in Canada right now. The Netherlands, Iceland, days are getting short. I'm spoiled and already feeling it. I am not God's strongest soldier in this situation. And I just get so exhausted. I'm sure most of you feel this way as well. When the sun goes down, you're ready for bed. It's 5.30. I had a 7 p.m. plan with friends. My friends got a home theater. It's amazing. And wanted to host a movie night. And it was going to be super casual. Everyone was going to go in their pajamas. I had to bail. I couldn't do it. I couldn't get myself to leave the house. I've been walking around running errands all day. Granted, it was a Sunday. I think it's good not to make plans on Sundays, but that would be a perfect example as what I was talking about in the beginning of this episode where I'm someone who always says yes because the plan interests me. But I should think about myself and my habits before saying yes to something. Okay, it's a Sunday night plan. Do you really want a Sunday night plan? No. You want to wind down and have a little bit of alone time. But do I want to sit in a home theater? And I even recommended it. I was like, can we watch something Sofia Coppola? So I think they watched a Sofia Coppola movie per my recommendation. I wasn't even there. Whatever. I hope the gang had a good movie night. Camp Vlogna had been going on in Los Angeles this past weekend. So my friend and I streamed it on our TV. I don't know why I just called her my friend instead of my roommate. Which my roommate and I disagree on which title makes us seem closer. She thinks roommate makes us seem closer. I think friend makes us seem closer. We are besties who live together, 
but she always refers to me to new people as her roommate and I always refer to her as my friend and then later on we'll be like oh she lives with me and maybe that's because she's never lived with strangers and I've lived with strangers so I have roommates that I'm not friends with where she would never even think about living with someone that she wasn't friends with so she's like not only are you my friend you're my friend that I chose to live with like that's a big deal I digress we sat in her bed watching the live stream of Flognaut and we watched Dominic Fike, who is so gorgeous my god we watched it both nights so Ice Spice Pink Panthers and then we watched Rex Orange County who I'd never really listened to of course I knew loving is easy but that was about it and then he started performing and I was doing a little googling he has some sexual allegations I'm like that's so annoying because I don't know if you're a cutie or if you're kind of rapey I don't think he was ever convicted like the charges I think he was prosecuted but not charged if I'm not mistaken so I guess everybody is innocent until proven guilty but let me tell you a little frustrating especially when you're listening to these sweet happy-go-lucky love songs his tunes are so delightful and upbeat I'm like should I like this or not and I was enjoying myself and it was it was a conflicting thing like why'd you have to do that even if he didn't message stays the same like it's so easy to not sexually assault a woman so easy to not it's so, it's so easy to let a woman be and to leave her alone so it pisses me off when i hear things like that <laughs> anyway that's what's been up in my head this week lots of varied thoughts not one major theme lots of little ones so let's see what's going on with you guys i asked for questions for the podcast on my instagram my handle is lexi l-e-x-i-e so let's get into them but first a word from today's sponsors this podcast is sponsored by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether you're just starting out or managing a growing brand, Squarespace makes it easy to create beautiful websites, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to content to time, all in one place, all on your terms. You can sell your products on an online store or create custom merch easily to create a passive income stream that engages your audience and scales your brand. Design your products and production inventory and shipping are all handled for you, saving you time and money. Use their analytical insights to grow your business. Learn where your site visits and sales are coming from and analyze which channels are most effective. Improve your website and build a marketing strategy based on your top keywords or most popular products and content. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial and when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com Lexi to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That is squarespace.com L-E-X-I-E. Whether you like fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. You know the one with the turquoise tube all over your socials? Yeah, that's Thrive Cosmetics. And Thrive Cosmetics beauty products are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free. Made with clean, skin-loving ingredients, high-performance and trademarked formulas, and uncompromising standards, it's easy to see why their bestsellers have thousands of five-star reviews. I love their Brilliant Eye Brightener. It's a highlight stick made to brighten and open your eyes, giving an instant lift, but also you can you can apply it down the bridge of your nose or ever so slightly blending a line onto my cheekbone. It's really versatile and easy to blend. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash Lexi. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E. M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash L-E-X-I-E for 20% off your first order. 
I love this. First question is from Miss Rebecca Black, who we have reunited because of Chris Clemens' birthday. So her question is, your zest for life seems immeasurable. Where does that come from? I do have a lot of zest for life. I mean, the fun answer is just, I've always been upbeat and perky and bubbly, which is not false, but the truth is that, ugh, ugh, I can't say it, because it's just like, of course that's the answer. Editing Lexi here. I ended up not answering this question in the studio because it was too personal, but it's really beautiful, and I'll tell you. So my mom was very sick growing up, had type 1 diabetes since age 2, did not take care of herself. When she was in her late 20s, early 30s, she wanted to have a baby girl. Her doctor said, you have a failing pancreas and failing kidneys. You cannot handle pregnancy. You will not make it. Do not do it. She said, I don't want to live without a baby girl. My mom said, I don't want to do this without a baby girl. I want to have a baby girl. So she gets pregnant. She has one shot. Doctors are very unhappy. When it comes to the end of her pregnancy and goes into labor, my dad is stress eating a sandwich on the couch in the hospital watching March Madness as the doctors are telling him, your wife may not make it, your baby may not make it, and then we both come out alive. I wasn't supposed to be here. And not only did I come out alive, I came out healthy. And on some level, I had to know that I wasn't supposed to be here. And knowing what a miracle it is that I'm here has left me with a vigor towards life. And I know that's so truthful that it's hard to say out loud, but that is what I believe. Cassie said, I feel like I have so many directions I want to go in. How do you choose which path to follow? I feel that. I mean, it's amazing that you have so many interests. So that's beautiful because a lot of people feel like they can't even find one thing that they want to do. So it's amazing that you have more than one to the point of conflict and you can do anything you want in this life, but you can't do everything. Something that's always stuck with me is an old friend's dad would come up with a theme for each decade. So I think he was in his 50s at the time. And he's like, I'm so excited because mountain biking is my theme for the decade. And there are so many chapters of your life that are yet to come where you can do all of these things that you want to do. So if you have desires to live by the ocean or to work corporate or to teach or raise a family in the country, these are all things that you can absolutely do. You just can't do them all at once. So I think it makes it easier to choose when you know that you're not eliminating all of the options for good. You're just putting your options in an order in which to follow. Iga asked for my favorite pasta recipe right now. I haven't made it in a while. Oh my gosh, there's this restaurant in Silver Lake called Alimento. Their pasta is so delicious, all of them. You can't go wrong. The one with burrata is my favorite at the moment, but truthfully, so many of them. They also have this tortellini that has broth inside and it's just so delicious and delicate and rich all at the same time. And you can taste the love that it's made with. You can really taste it. I haven't made pasta in a while. When I'm making pasta for myself, I'm pretty lazy. I'll sometimes, you know, chop up an onion, a carrot, get the crushed tomatoes going, but sometimes I just heat up a pre-made sauce, which is never as good, never as satisfying, but I'd be lying if I've said I've been making some mean pastas lately. Aw. Slipping into the lava asks for advice on being less judgmental of others. It's my worst trait, 
and only fuels my anxiety. I mean, are you very judgmental to yourself? Because I think oftentimes the way that we treat others or the way that we analyze others is through the lens that we're also analyzing ourselves. And if you're finding yourself to be quite harsh and judgmental towards yourself, that would be the best place to begin. Also, what's it to you, you know? What I'm doing on my Monday morning versus what your mom's doing on her Monday morning versus what your neighbor's doing on their Monday morning. What's it bother you as long as everyone's just sort of minding their business and not getting in anyone's way? Who cares? Is it out of jealousy? Is it out of you having the idea that you're the one in the right? Also, there's sometimes peace in understanding the context for why someone may be behaving the way that they're behaving. Like when my friend who feels really insecure in her career right now is judging others' careers, I know that that's coming out of a place of insecurity. I know in hard times I get a bit neurotic and I need everything super tidy and super organized. And when someone's being sloppy, very low, low level sloppiness, nothing extreme, like leaving, you know, a pan with the eggs that they made this morning in the sink and it's only 3 p.m., or they ordered food and the bag that they got food in is still on the counter and I just have to like fold it up and put it away. Like that's that's coming out of my own place. That's that's not them doing something. That's my projection on something that I can't handle right now and blaming them for it. So just see if your judgments are coming out of a personal shortfall that you could work on. Veronica said, contemplations on first time having sex as an adult. I'm 22, glad I waited, but inexperienced. I mean, you said it yourself, you're glad you waited. Inexperience just is a side effect of that, but I don't think that that's bad, especially if you're with someone that you adore or someone that adores you, then you can explore that together. And sex really should just be considered play. And I think that's often misunderstood that when you're having sex with someone, you're performing for them or they're performing for you. No, no, no. It should just be play. Because if we have way too many expectations, I would be so scared to have sex if I thought I had to perform. If I thought that I had to give an award-winning blowjob every time I suck dick, I would be so afraid to ever touch one ever again. <laughs> you know? I'd be scared. But if I'm just like, huh, this seems like a fun little thing to do, and then I'm exploring, then it makes the experience much more fun and with way less pressure. So don't put pressure on yourself to be this incredibly well-versed person if you haven't gained too much experience but it truly is something that you will gain inevitably with time so no need to worry you're fine and good for you for self-honoring i'm using so many pop therapy terms right now not on purpose i think it's just like unfortunately how my head works three books everyone needs to read a new earth by eckhart tolle down the drain by julia fox secret life of bees by sue monk kid Maya wants to know my thoughts on Claudia's brand and body cream. So Claudia Saluski, one of my besties, has come out with a brand called Cycler. First product launched is the body cream. There are more products coming. You just wait. And it's refillable. This woman, let me tell you, has been working on this product for years. This was not just a brand said, hey, we're looking for a face. No, 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 no. She had this concept and has worked on it to perfection. Okay, this formula is perfect. 
the jar, the feel of it, the products, the ingredients, not only the ingredients of the cream, but the ingredients and materials of the glass jar and of the aluminum cap. And if you're looking to treat yourself, absolutely get it. What's on your Christmas wish list? I would love a easy, breezy, beautiful day. Autumn wants to know my go-to hairstyle. So, of course, we have the first day hair. If I'm not styling it, at least it's down. I'm wearing it down when it's fresh and clean. And then I'll try to do that for the second day. And if day three it's too dirty for the hat or the headband, I will put a hair mask in and do the sleek back look. Sleek pony, always. Pony, and then I'll braid it and then tie that. Maybe add a bow. I also do hair clips a lot, a different claw clip. I have like five or six of them that I rotate between. And then when I'm feeling really up for it, I'll use heat on my hair. I love my crimper. It's probably my favorite hot tool. I need to get a new flat iron. I have this T3 flat iron that has adjustable settings, but I am so lost on how to use it. And I think it broke because now it's only at the hottest setting and it's 450 degrees and I have fine hair. So every time I use it, it, it makes my hair crispy and my hair is going to fall off because it's bleached underneath this. I can't be doing that. So I had my friend do my hair the other night and she brought up her flat iron. So I need a new one. Those are some of my favorites. I always prefer my hair up because I'm so fussy, but I like the look of my hair down. No, I also love the look of my hair in a sleek back ponytail. I feel so powerful. This is a great question. Sarah wants to know, how do I gracefully outgrow my friends? There comes a point in every person's life where you look around and you realize maybe I'm no longer aligned with one of my best friends. Or maybe it's a few of your friends. How can you gracefully, I think that's a beautiful word to use, outgrow these friendships? When I was in elementary and middle school, I would have conversations, which is wild to think about. I was such a confrontational child. I, would, I thought I was a little adult. I was absolutely six going on 16, for sure. I was probably six going on 26, because when I would have a problem with a friend, I would sit them down and explain to them the problem that I was having and then give them options. You know, if you are interested in changing, I'm more than happy to be here. But if you're not, I think we need to go our separate ways. <laughs> this is so funny to think about, but like also adorable. And then towards the end of middle school, I had friends in eighth grade that were not like the best girls and a few stayed with me in high school. And then a few, we just didn't have classes together and that worked out really nicely. So we just weren't seeing each other very much. So we entered a new school. We weren't having classes and we didn't share the same lunch. So inevitably, I'm going to meet other people and develop stronger relationships just as they are. And every single year that would happen where some relationships would get stronger, some would get weaker. And then when we graduated high school, everyone sort of went their separate ways and we were pretty good at sticking together and reuniting on breaks and there's a good group of us now that I'm in my later 20s that seems to be less and less the case because people are starting to really move whereas a lot of people stayed in the hometown or a short distance away and now people are starting to move states I was the first love y'all going to California but now people are much more spread out but as you get older and your social life is something that happens on your own time, it's not just being 
forced upon you due to a school system. Developing a new hobby, developing a new interest, meeting someone new and just getting a bit busier, especially if you don't have anything that you need to say to them in a way that they need to change. If you don't think a conversation is necessary, if this is not a falling out, this is just a a growth thing, getting busier and inviting them along into your new interests. And if they level up with you, invite them along. And if it doesn't seem right, like they will fall inevitably. It's going to happen. I think the hardest part is when you realize that this needs to happen. You're like, okay, well, I need this now. If you want it to happen gracefully, it can't happen urgently. Shitty itty asked how to recenter yourself when life does nothing but create chaos. Yeah, when it rains, it pours. Keep that in mind. Because there's going to be a drought soon enough and you're almost going to miss the chaos. I've been there several times when every minute is accounted for and there's not a free moment in sight or the emotional bandwidth is stretching too far and I'm about to snap and I'm freaking out. Then I'll be in a chapter of my life thinking back on this chaos and being like, huh, I'm a little bored. That's not healthy, but that's the truth for me. (laughs) But how to recenter yourself? Starting with the simple things, the things that you can control, morning and night routine. If the days are about to be chaotic, you can give yourself your morning and your night routine. Showering, doing your skincare, making your breakfast, having a tea in the evening or whatever your evening looks like, watching your favorite show, reading your book, So that way you at least start your day and end your day in peace. That way you can at least begin and end your day in peace. Grace wants to know tips for getting out of a slump when you're feeling down or overwhelmed because I think it's like midterm season for you guys if you're in school, right? Am I right? Or depending on if you're in the the block area or depending, then maybe it's almost finals time because the holidays are coming up and that's also adding to overwhelm. My friend talks about this stress meter. On one end, if you have zero stress in your life, you're bored to the place of restlessness or just end up laying in bed all day, wasting your time. Then if you have too much stress, that you can't handle anything, you also want to crawl into a ball and be in bed all day. So there's this healthy amount to try to manage. And if you've hit a point of overwhelm where you have too much stress that you're in that, I want to crawl in a ball and watch my show and not hear from anyone for 48 hours something's got to give i always pull out my notebook i'm just a pen and paper girly you know i write down everything i need to do and i see it because even my friend and i were talking before we were going on a weekend trip we're like oh my god we have so many things that we need to do we have to we have to get this outfit for the costume night we have to get a birthday gift i have to I have to get gas in my car and and I have to I have to pack my bag and then I wrote it down. I was like, okay, pack bag. One of the, the things you need to pack is a costume. Get a gift and fill up for gas. Not that much. You'll get gas right when you leave on the trip. That'll take an extra 10 minutes, maybe. You have to pack a bag anyway. It's a weekend trip. You're not going to have to pack very much. It's pretty easy. And then the birthday gift I ordered online to his house because he was on a trip. I'm like, this is easy. Took no time. We both pulled out pen and paper and we're writing it down. We both made a list and we looked at each other and we're like, huh. It's actually not that much, is it? No. 
So if you're like, oh my God, I have to, I have to make those flashcards for my Spanish class and I have to, I have to study for, for that math final and I don't understand it. And then I have to write this paper. How am I supposed to get five pages on this thing that I don't even know all within a week? It's like, okay, let's break it down. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Let's fill things in. Let's make a plan and just follow it. And then when you wake up in the morning, be like, okay, what is step one? Great. Let's set a 20-minute timer, see how much I can get done. Sometimes you need to be your parent in those situations where you're like, we can do this. Let's just break it down into bite-sized steps that we can figure out. Thanksgiving's coming up. Caitlin wants to know my best Thanksgiving dish. Hot take. The hottest take. Cranberry sauce. I'm going to a friend's family's home for Thanksgiving, and they asked me last night what my favorite dish is, and I said that. And I got like a, oh, really? And so now I think I'm going to make it and bring it because I don't think that was initially on the menu. But I don't think it's Thanksgiving without the cranberry sauce. Like, of course, we're going to need the turkey and the mashed potatoes and gravy and stuffing. Those three are the the trine. But I really don't think it's Thanksgiving unless you have a little bowl of cranberry sauce on the side. I truly don't. So I'm going to make it. Jillian asked, what's my music vibe these days? Are you a Troy Sivan girly? Okay, the Troy Sivan album... You can ask my friend when I stayed with him in New York. That was my pregame album. Anytime I was going out at night, Rush is the first song on the album. It's a great way to start. It gets me in the mood. It's easy listening. But I've been listening to a lot of rock lately. I've been listening to a ton of Fleetwood Mac. I've been listening to a lot of The Doors. And I have sort of my 60s, 70s rock playlist that I listen to and I'm constantly adding songs onto. Or I'll go into my likes on Spotify and then sort it by rock really into that at the moment. I don't know why. Another Caitlin, a different Caitlin, wants to know my favorite beauty products at the moment. It's in my purse. It's the best color. It's the best color. Oh my god, it's this YSL lipstick. And I don't know why YSL just doesn't give little cute names. It's there. I'm gonna have to put a flashlight to it, my god. Okay, it's their Rouge shine in 62x300 and then there's a space 162 YSL do better in terms of that like why can't I just be like my favorite lipstick in the color pink lady (laughs) like let that be it is the best color it is the best color I put it on I'm like oh feel myself I feel myself I also really like refi's brow gel if you haven't tried either of those but that lipstick, it's its something special, let me tell you. Oh my god, I need to find a final question. You guys have asked so many good ones, and I'm scrolling through, and I'm like, oh, I want to answer that and that and that. Fun question from Katie. Build your dream mall food court. Okay, let's think suburbia, okay? Starbucks, gotta have it, because what if I want my cold brew with cold foam? Chipotle, I need a, a Euro place. I need something where I can get chicken or lamb with with rice and lettuce and tomatoes and white sauce I need that with some pita that's got to be there or maybe there's this afghan restaurant back in Virginia I would put that there because it's sort of like fast food afghan they have these amazing chickpeas and then same thing they have the big I don't know if it's non but it's whatever their variation of that is so good that's got to be there then Thai I would say Thai. I, you don't often find that. Typically, it's something more like Chinese takeout, like a Panda Express. I don't want that. Not at my mall fast food court. We can have a hot dog on a stick because I think there's a time and place 
when you want to have a corn dog. So we'll add one of those. Chick-fil-A. Sometimes you want it. Jersey Mike's. Sometimes I want that. And then I want an ice cream. Maybe soft serve. Maybe options for both. Yeah. But definitely soft serve. Something where I could get a cake cone with a twist and some rainbow sprinkles. They also do milkshakes, we'll say. And then your mall food court's got to have, typically it's not in the food court, but the mall has it, but we'll just say for the sake of this, I need like a Wetzel's pretzels or an Auntie Anne's. That's got to be an option because that's typically my mall food. Except if I ruined it for myself. I was just telling my friend about this the other day when we were at the mall because we ended up having dinner in the food court. It was really horrible. I mean, it was nostalgic, but the food was bad. Anyway, we had passed a Wetzel's pretzels and I told her that I've ruined Wetzel's pretzels for myself because one of my best friends and I went to Colorado and we went to the mall and we were dumb high. So we're like, whoa, we're in Colorado. And we go to Wetzel's Pretzels and we get the the regular butter pretzel bites and then the cinnamon and sugar ones. And we go to sit in those recliner chairs because I don't, I don't know why. We were high. You know those recliner chairs that they have sort of in the off ends of the mall, sort of by the bathrooms? Typically like old men are sitting in them and they, they can massage your feet and your back. We get in one of those and we just go into a food coma. Oh my god, it's like my vision got blurry. <laughs> and I felt so bad. Physically ill. And I don't know why. Because I guess we got maybe big sizes. I'm not sure if it was the quantity or what. Or just like having nothing but buttery bread and sugar in your stomach. But I, f- I fell into a food coma in a mall massage chair with my friend and zoned out. We had to have been there for a half hour. That's longer than you think it is so now when I see Wetzel's pretzels I just think of the food coma but that was my mall food now if I wanted to do a bougie version I'd be like we're gonna have a Nobu there we're gonna have an Italian gelato place give me like a Levain cookie wait now I'm elevating and I'm like why did I choose the original ones I had I think I was choosing from what society has been giving us as opposed to what my imagination would want to provide this is game changing I have to keep thinking now I'd want an earth cafe I'd also want a Kismet. Kismet's a restaurant in Silver Lake or Los Feliz, and it's, what is it? Is it Mediterranean? I'm actually not sure. But they have a dining restaurant as well as a Kismet rotisserie that you can order a quarter chicken plate for lunch. We'll add a dune. There needs to be a dune. A dune is also a Mediterranean place. I would take both, either or, where you can get falafel. That'll be maybe like, no, I still want the Euro place. You can get falafel tabbouleh, pita, and then maybe instead of Starbucks, let's do Blue Bottle. Let's swap it. Give me an Alfred's. Oh my god, give me a press juice. Let's do that. Because I want press freeze available. And then maybe a little Air One. That's way better. That's a much more fun food court. And then we need something with soup. Because what if you want soup? Soup and salad. Uh, Earth Cafe. There. That's fine. Good. Good question to ask yourself. I'm going to ask that to other people if I'm interviewing them. Create your best food court. What was the question? Build your dream mall food court. Thanks. Thanks, Katie. On that note, I'll let y'all go. You can give that some thought amongst the other various things that I gave you this this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. In hindsight, I'm like, I don't know how this one went. I hope good. If not, 
I'll try again next week. I'm on the internet in the meantime. Check out the Pick My Fit series on Instagram. Username is this podcast. And I will talk to you guys soon. All right. XOXO. Lexi.